Okay. Hi, everybody. It's Tay. I'm back here with Randy, our death doula teacher. Um, we decided on the fly to do a part two of all of this just because there is so much to talk about. And I love talking to you about it, Randy. It's just been so lovely. Um, unfortunately, my computer got a little spicy with me, so I had to stop. We had to take a break, but we're both back a few minutes later and here to tell you a little bit more about the death doula course and a little bit more day in the life, as you said, right, Randy? Yeah, yeah. Just talking a little bit about um, a day in the life. And I think, too, um, because it's, you know, PSWs who will be taking this, um, especially that uh, they have a little bit of an idea about how their roles can change, too. Um, so I guess I should start with, um, first of all, being a death doula is an unregulated career path. So you can technically go out and do this work. You don't have to have the educational background and all of that. But anybody that I've worked with has asked me uh, to see it. And um, especially like companies as well, if, if anyone wants to work. And there's a lot of like, if someone wants to branch into a hospital or into a hospice or that kind of thing um, as a death doula, then it's important that they have that background. Um, but a day in the life of somebody who has taken the death doula, and I should say, if it does come into it being regulated, often they will grandfather in the people who've already had the education, um, similar to a dental assistant. It's actually unregulated, but, uh, people can't work in a dental office without that program. So that's kind of how it works. But, uh, anyways, so, um, a day in the life, you know, could really, really vary between clients. Um, so you may be going to have a consultation with somebody who's just looking for a death doula, or they're not really sure what they're looking for. Um, but they want help, you know, facing maybe a diagnosis, they could have cancer or, um, some kind of life threatening or life limiting illness where they have, um, a sort of date where things, things can sort of take a turn and they'll go into active death and all of that. Um, you could leave from that, you know, and go see somebody who, uh, for example, I work with a lady who has lost her husband recently and she's just a grief client and I go do grief work with her. Um, and often we do a lot of Reiki. So I've incorporated, um, energy healing into my practice. And, uh, I, I don't say healing in terms of, um, I'm not here to help these people not die. There are cases where sometimes people don't die. Um, and that can be completely normal in a day too. You know, sometimes they do beat their illness. Um, often with old age, you know, that's just naturally what happens is our body shuts down. But, um, so you, you could be helping someone do grief work, helping someone plan for the end of their life. Um, you could then go into a retirement center where you're simply just being bedside with somebody you are being, um, an open, comfortable space for them to be vulnerable and to share their fears and to talk about that. Um, you may be reporting back to the family just on how that person is doing. Maybe there's people who can't come and see that person. Um, we're also advocating. A really big one was when COVID was, when we were in the throes of the pandemic and there was people dying in hospitals and their loved ones couldn't go in to see them. And I would be working for these people and I'd say, you know, they can come home. Like they don't have to die in the hospital just because COVID is happening right now. And they're like, 
well, there's the quarantine, like we can't go in. I'm like, so we'll bring them out. They can come home. And there was a lot of people who were like, oh my goodness, like I, it didn't occur to us to even ask if they could come home. We just follow and do what we're told. We're a very compliant society. And I think that um, it's slowly changing. And I think it's good that we, we do change and we question those things. Um, and then on top of all of that, you know, with all of those various clients, you could be planning and putting out living funerals. Um, I do a lot of living funerals, uh, celebrations of life and that type of thing um, on beautiful indigenous grounds. A lot of indigenous people, they're very, very holistic um, and spiritual, not in a religious way. They just really love the earth and they love life. And um, so I've done a lot of, you know, living funerals there. You may be doing vigil planning where you are working with a client to plan those final few hours, you know, when their body really starts to shut down and making the room a very sacred space. And it's fun, you know, um, and I say that because I know dying isn't fun, but it's fun to work with someone. And all of a sudden they're like, I, I can't, I have options. Like, well, I want this music playing while I'm taking my final breaths. And I want this scent in the room. Um, I work with a lady who does, um, vibrational healing. So we'll put, um, the singing bowls, like right up against a person's energy centers of their body and actually play them while they're taking their final breaths. So, I mean, there's just so many aspects to what a, a day in the life could look like. Um, legacy and life review projects. We spend a lot of time, you know, creating scrapbook memories of these people's lives and um, just seeing the joy and the happiness on their face when they're talking about these memories and they're looking at these pictures. Um, you know, we've, I might help somebody with their wills or their estate um, offering, doing the Reiki, as I mentioned, or one of my favorite things that I get to do with my clients is knock stuff off of their bucket list. And it is amazing. Um, you know, I had, I think I mentioned it in class, my one client, Laura, who really just wanted to go horseback riding with her daughter before she died. And her daughter was five. And she's like, I'll never get up on that horse. And we got her up into the back of the truck. We got her up onto the horse. And I look at those pictures and I just can feel still her happiness. Like it just shines through there. So, um, a day in the life of a death doula is a very creative day. Um, there's definitely hard times, but we do things as people. Um, we want to help other people, but the reason we like to help other people is because it makes us feel good. It really does. And, and it's not a selfish thing, but we, when we give to other people, we feel better. And um <clears throat> I know I've helped these people and I feel so good about the person I've become that I enjoy doing that. So it's a really cool, um, every day is completely different <laughs> and I feel good at the end of every day that we've done something that, you know, might not have happened if I wasn't in their lives. So it's really cool. I really love that too, because when you, when you hear the name and you kind of hear the things surrounding, um, like being a death doula, as I touched on in our previous episode, for me, one of like my things, I thought it was very spiritual and I was a little, I, I, I needed to know more about the spiritual aspect of it all because I don't practice a lot of spirituality myself. And I mean, I believe in things, but I'm not, you know, I don't know enough. I know that. And to just know that this role really is just so 
adaptive to whatever situation you're you're put in is really interesting to think about because at the end of the day it's it's all about the outcome and it's all about the wants and the needs that are just being you're just abiding by that and it's it's really not it's it's all about from what i've gathered it's really all about not even having limitations it's about like pushing no limitations off clearing the slate here we're we're moving in a new direction and it's really yeah. nice and it's really refreshing and like you said, like the bucket list thing, I was <laughs> muted because I was like, don't talk, but I just so nice. Like this is the kind of reason I know a lot of us in the PSW field, we get into it because, you know, helping people is fulfilling and being there for people in their most vulnerable times is fulfilling. It's the best thing for me. And it's just another way of doing that for someone else in such a special way. Like this might sound very, this might be like a silly question, but like, do you ever get emotional when you're with people? I feel like if I saw someone doing something off their bucket list, I'd just be like turning around, like maybe shedding a tear or two, or, you know, like, it's just, it's so special. Um, all the time. And I'm not a very graceful crier. I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty graceful in other things. I'm an ugly crier and I get this big vein that pops out. And I'm like, <laughs> And I do all the time. My nose um, gets huge. Like I'm just, yeah, it's just so special though. <laughs> it's so special. And uh, so I do, and I teach in the course too, I say, you know, try not to let your emotions overtake you, but there is a time and you'll feel it with people where you just know it's okay. Like you just let it out. And, uh, and I tell people, you know, like, I'm just so like happy. Like I can just feel this love. Um, (laughs) and it's, yeah, like those moments are honestly, I tell people all the time, like I love life. Like I love being alive. I love every moment of it. And I'm so passionate about living. And like, I just, I love when someone becomes more than their illness, it's like when all of a sudden they stop doing that treatment and they go into comfort care, they're like, they just sort of lay there every day, like waiting, it feels like, or, you know, whatever they're doing. And I just think like, you can still live and like embrace this beautiful, like it's an experience. And again, it's sad, but um, yeah, I just, I love life and I want everybody to, so yes, I get caught up. I get really emotional and I'm, I'll shed tears of like, just beauty and just I'm so honored to be able to be there and to witness it um it's a breathtaking moment often I do I get sad tears as well um there's clients of course that you're always closer with than others just how your energy goes right and um I just give myself a bit more space in between um clients when that happens but I also remember you know, often they're like, use my story, like keep going. Like you're, you're making such a difference. So it's very, very bittersweet. It's the most bittersweet thing in the world. And, but life is right. So it's so cool. I just, yeah, I, I don't really like lose it, not lose it. I don't really like cry a lot in front of other people. Sometimes I find that like being in front of other people, it like makes me like, no, I'm not going to cry. But you know, those, those moments that sneak up on you that you just are like, this was so special. And I had no idea that this was coming. You know what I mean? And like for her to complete her bucket list wish, like 
what? Yeah. Like, it's so cool. You know, like it just sounds like out of a story and you're kind of like, okay, like, all right. And then it happens and you're like, oh, like I was, I got to see that. I got to be a part of that. That is so special and so neat. And yeah, it's, it's so neat to see how the, the role can expand and, and it's not just, um, exclusive to one Avenue. It's exclusive yeah. to what the person wants and every person is different. So it's yeah. and what's really cool, um, because a death doula on their own does not provide medical care. Um, but like a PSW, for example, who takes this program, they now have all of that PSW education to add to it. So, um, they're still able to be a PSW where they work and all of that. Um, and it doesn't, you know, entitle them to a pay increase or anything like that. But what happens is if they decide to take on their own clients or, um, when they are applying for positions in different areas, they now can say, I have all of this that I can bring to the table, which sort of puts them at the forefront of the PSW industry. But also if they're working with people one-on-one, they can provide that, the, the roles that the PSW would, would fill. So if they're doing home care or something like that, it actually makes that, um, end of life care team smaller and more intimate, which when people are dying, they really appreciate because it can get confusing with like who this person is and this person, and you've got all these people coming in and out. Um, so to have one person who can, who you're bonding with, who you're, you're, you become like really like best friends at the end of life almost. And who's planning all these things with you and helping them come to life. Um, they're also able to do a lot of the, um, very personal physical things that, that maybe would be hard to trust somebody else to do, but you've built this relationship with them. So you're very comfortable with them doing all of these various roles, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It's just so nice. It's yeah. I feel like I'm a broken record. I'm like, it's so special. It's so nice, but it is. And then you hear more of this and you're like, ah, so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, and I think that I, I just, I, I never thought that I would really love life. Like I just want to like yell it from a mountain every day. Like it bursts out of my chest. I can feel it. And I have so much love and gratitude, but I honestly did not feel this way. Like I did not feel this way 15 years ago. Um, I started to love life more. My son was born 15 years ago, but I was angry and I was upset and I didn't want to talk about death. And I thought it was awful and stupid and all of the swear words and everything. And I just, I was so angry at God and I didn't believe in him. And then I did believe in him again. And I, there's all these emotions and every single person has, or will experience the loss of something in their life at some point. And if I could just, I think everybody in the world should just take a a course on death, whether it's the death doula course or not, because I just feel like embracing it has like, I really do. I love life. And I didn't care if I lived before when my sister died, I didn't care. I was angry. Um, understandably. Yes. Yeah. But it, it just opened up this love of, I just appreciate it so much more. And, um, anybody who sort of walked into this life path, I think ends up having a really, um, different perspective than when they came into it, you know? Um, yeah, there's a lot of, like you said, you didn't know a lot of the spiritual aspect of it and things like that, but it's really, 
it's just a personal thing. So if somebody, you know, did want a lot of spiritual things done that you weren't comfortable with, then we would just say, you know, I don't offer that. Um, I can definitely help you find someone to help you explore the religious side of it or the spiritual side of it or whatever those aspects are. Um, and I think it's nice because everybody in the world is dying. So there's no, um, I think we can all work together. Like we don't have to compete like we do other businesses, um, and things like that. We can really, it doesn't have to be about greed. Like the rest of the world just seems to be about like this money, 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 money. And, and it's good, you know, we need to pay our bills and all of that, but we can do something that is very compassionate and very, I don't know. It's just, it just feels amazing. Like there's just no other word for it. It's, it's the best thing. It fits in so many spaces. I think like, I think that's what I really like about it. It fits in so many spaces. I mean, yeah, like the spirituality is just another little part of it. And it's not some sort of like a regimented thing. And I mean, for me too, like death and dying, I, it is sad. It is, you know, anger provoking. It is all of those things, but the role itself takes into account everything and in some way, shape and form, it just makes things better. Cause I think we're just acknowledging, you know, that there's just horrible parts to it, but like someone is here for you, someone's in your corner. And like you said before, someone is a safe space for you. And it's just, I don't know. It's easy to kind of fluff that off too and be like, no, I'm fine. I can handle it. No, it's fine. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't need to, you know, like we all probably catch ourselves doing that, or I'm not going to think about it. Exactly. And it's so easy to, you know, but then when you put it down for a second, you're like, oh yeah, like this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I should, you know, think about that, do that. And yeah, the course is, the course is just another thing for me to put in my toolkit because I've worked with a lot of people through to the end of life and it's nice to have a bit of a background on it and kind of just implement what I can when it's needed, when it's needed from me. So yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of that. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. The clarification, the, like the day in the life, it's just, it's obviously been so good because we've been filming for a while now because we just love the topic. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really good. And, um, I just want to say, I know, I know we've been chatting and stuff for a while, but um, a lot of people, you know, they come up and they're like, this is like death doula. I know we started the conversation with the name, right. And they're like, it's just very morbid and like gross. And I, I don't know. So, so I, I say to those people and to people who might think that way now, look at any one of your loved ones if they were dying right now, would they be gross to you? And and like, you wouldn't want to talk to them? Definitely not. Right. Those are our loved ones. So when, as soon as we give death that label, our brain will automatically think that anytime we're faced with it, our brain is very, very powerful. So if we can remember that um, death and grief and all of these things um, are natural and normal, and that these are still our loved ones, um, just because they've died, you know, that dead body. Um, It can be, yes, some people can struggle to be around it, but it's still our loved one. It doesn't have to be like this scary thing that, you know, how, like just the reaction to all of it. Um, But again, I don't expect everyone to just feel the way I feel for me saying it. You really 
do have to put yourself in that position and get used to it and, and tell yourself like, these are our loved ones. This, this man who just died, who's 85 on this table, 85 years ago was a brand new baby in his mother's arms who she loved him. So, you know, when we can, when we can really put ourselves in those um, places, yeah, just to, like you said, add it to the toolbox. Um, and I really think it's a good refresher to remind ourselves that people are not numbers, even though we do it every day and it can feel very repetitive and it's like, okay, here's the next one. Like they're still human beings and um, taking courses like that does sort of like, oh yeah, like remind you about that compassionate aspect, I think. You know, it's great. Thank you for including me in all of this and for sharing everything. And it's just, it's been wonderful. I just feel good. I just feel like I had a conversation with like, I don't know, not like a therapist. That's like the wrong word, but you know, when like you just, you talk to someone you're like, man, this was just really good. This was a good moment. And I feel, I don't know, feel refreshed. This was so lovely. And I hope our viewers, we all have the the same opinion and hopefully we yeah. changed a few people's minds and ideas of surrounding the whole death doula course and the death doula role in general. So yeah, thank and you if, for being here, Randy. <laughs> thank you. And if anybody wants to reach out to talk further, they can. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as death doula Randy. So just look me up. Um, I'm very busy. It's gone pretty crazy, but I do get back to people if they give me time. Uh, so I can chat further if anyone wants to discuss more or anything like that. That's great. Um, we'll probably try to post it. I think in the comments, not in the comment section, but like yeah. when we post, I might just put a little blurb, drop in your social media, or even if anybody has any questions, you can email me too. And I'll put you in touch with Randy too. So yeah, that's great. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you well, for thanks. being here, Randy. I'll just, uh, I'll stop recording now. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.